Hi, this is Mikey Hagen, and you're listening to the Miserable Failure Podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. How are you today? You're listening to the Miserable Failure Podcast brought to you by Krusty Media. I know I don't sound like a miserable failure right now because I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty stoked to talk to Mikey. Mikey Hodden is a friend of mine. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because we do talk about it. I am excited for you guys to hear this one. Uh, There's lots of music, lots of music in this episode. And uh, if uh, you hear anything that you like, you can always go to crustymedia.ca and you will find the playlist for this episode and every other episode on that website. So with that being said, here's a Mikey and his uke cover of a Black Flag song, Rise Above. It's uh, one that we did midsummer, and I think it's what uh, got us really, really excited to do more. It features Tim from Rise Against on vocals, Moby on vocals, Lou from Sick of It All on vocals, Mike on bass from MXPX, Darren Pfeiffer is on drums, he was in Goldfinger and he plays in punk rock karaoke. Valerie Knox is on lead guitar. That's right. She's on lead guitar. She's from the Anti-Queens. She is a uh, she kicks ass. She that's all I have to say about that. And we got Mikey Hodden also on guitar, also on backing vocals, also on uke as per usual. Here we go. Let's kick it off. When we come back, we'll get right into the interview.
everybody. This is Mikey Hodden. Can you say hello, oh, hello. Mikey Hodden? Hello, 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 hello. How are you? Mikey Hodden from the, the Fairmounts, Fairmounts, Fairmonts. Fairmounts. There's a Fairmounts. U in there. There's a U in there. Okay. And, and Mikey and his uke. Everyone That's give right. a big clap. Big clap. Golf clap. How you been? I've been really good. It's, uh, I just listened to, um, there was a, a friend in Sweden that just did a uh, radio show and he did a little promo for Mikey and his uke. But when they pronounced it, he called it Mikey and his yuki. And so I had to, I had okay. to message him and tell him that's not exactly how we <laughs> pronounce it. But if it sticks, I'm OK with that, too. Yeah. Mikey, Mikey and his yuki. It almost yeah. rhymes. Yeah. It almost rhymes. Eh, that's OK. I, I don't even mind that. So is this uh, so this is a brand new podcast type thing for you? This is a, a very brand brand new shiny podcast I'm doing where I'm interviewing musicians and friends. And uh, so far, so good. I'd say we're off to a great start. So far, so good. We're already uh, we're already a minute in and we've already lost probably half the viewers. That's OK, because <laughs> no one's really viewing this. They're listening. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, before before we get deep into it, I want to say you obviously we know each other now. We've known each other. Uh, we've been working with each other for almost a year now. I want to say crazy. roughly yeah, on the, the Mikey and the uh, Mikey and his Duke stuff. But before that, did you really know who I was, or did well, you kind of know of me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we knew each other to say hello at every show we would run in, into each other at, like. Um, you would always be there, usually taking photos. That's right. I saw you at Rancid, and then I saw you backstage at Rancid, and I was like, yeah. ah, how did he get backstage? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we I think we've known who each other were for a long time just from being part of the uh, Toronto music scene. For sure. And, so, uh, but, yeah, it wasn't until all of this that we actually became the friends that we are today, Michael. Yes, and and – I agree. And like if if you could be here right now, if we could be face to face recording this podcast, we'd probably be uh, enjoying Taco Bell doing this. Oh, we sure would. We would yeah. be eating some gordita crunches for sure. A hundred percent. But we're not. We're uh, we're social dis- uh, distancing. We're, yeah. uh, you know, opposite sides of the city. But I, I do bring that up because I was doing some digging and, you know, just, you know, I wanted to to get into it a little bit with you because uh, I just didn't want to talk about anything. So I mm. brought up, I brought up, I looked at the history of the Fairmonts and my band, and we actually played a show together on April 1st, 2017 in Barry at the Fox lounge. How crazy is that? Oh yeah. Right. So y- here's you guys the thing. Were, you guys were great. <laughs> we we weren't called uh we weren't called no big deal my band is called no big deal uh yeah. anyone who's listening should know that we were we used to be called tomahawk love oh I've, well, okay well now i remember <laughs> you're you're, I, such, no, you're such a liar <laughs> no but no big deal i i, I would have known i thought we did play a show in toronto one time we did no big deal in the fairmounts played together didn't we at the bovine we did. You're right. We yeah. did. Yeah. With, with the down belows. With the down belows. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I forgot about that. That was a great show. That was your CD release show, wasn't it? Or was it? No, it was someone's uh, CD release show. It wasn't. Our, it wasn't the down belows. Was it the Cola Heads? Were they on that one? 
No. Uh, no. What's that I, guy? It was another three-piece band. Uh, uh, Eric DeGoof is in the band, the guitar player. He's the French guy, Eric. Uh, uh, Daigle Abortions, a bass player, is in the band as well, and he sings. What is the name of that band? I can't remember. I can't remember that band. Yeah. I don't think it was that good. Anyways, I'm not sure. But I know we played together at the Bovine, and it was with the Down Belows for sure. Yeah. That was a great yeah. time. But we used yeah. to be called we used to be called Tomahawk Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we did play this show at the at the Fox Lounge 2017. And I remember I all I really remember from the show is someone <laughs> saying to me, hey, that, see that guy with the guitar that says Mikey on it. I'm like, yeah, it says Mikey on it. His name's Mikey. I said hello to him backstage. He's he's from the Sioux. He's in a band called the Dukies. And I was like, what is the Dukies? And then oh. put two and two, two and two together. So I, 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 I'm guessing that you had just, you had just played, you just started the Dukies around that period. I'm no, really no, no. The Dukies started around like 2000 and I want to say like 13. Okay. When we, when we first, first started the, and that's with uh, our, our pal Darren Pfeiffer and with Matt Leach, that was the Dukies. And that's a strictly a green day tribute thing that we did just for fun. Yes. Um, okay. But we would play the Fox Lounge a lot. So that might have been why that was that came up there. Maybe it was like Shane from the Fox or someone that mentioned it to you. But uh, um, yeah, and, and you would have, have. Have you seen the Dukies or you're just a Green Day fan? Well, I'm, I'm a massive Green Day fan. Yeah, I'm a massive Green Day fan. And uh, I don't I don't know if I have seen the Dukies or not. Uh, Matt Leach. Uh, I played. I was in a Nirvana cover band called Smells Like Nirvana for a while, and I played in a Foo Fighter. I played a show with a Foo Fighter tribute band with Matt Leash in it. But I don't. I don't think the Dookies played. I don't think I've ever seen the Dookies play, unfortunately. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did watch you. I, I remember watching. I remember watching video of you guys playing at Rockfest to like, you know, just like three million people. Yeah, uh, play, <laughs> playing playing <laughs> uh, roughly right R- around there. Roughly three million, yeah, give or take. And and yeah, our our, our pal uh, Emily Bones jumped up and sang a couple songs with us. And yeah. that's right, Emily Bones from uh, the Anti Queens, little band the called Anti- the Anti Queens. Right. <laughs> I think I might have yeah. seen some of that video that she posted as well. Uh, so it was just a three piece band. You guys strictly did uh, songs from Dookie. We w- we would do the that full album from front to back, uh, including in, in order. In, in order, in order yeah, yeah, one to fourteen, including the hidden track after, <laughs> and uh, and then a lot of like the hits. You like pretty much Nimrod, pre Nimrod, I would say. Okay, so like if you yeah. had an hour set, you're playing Dookie, and then you're playing half an hour of hits from Nimrod, Insomniac, Kerplunk, exactly maybe, right. maybe a song from One Thousand Thirty Nine Smoothed Out. That's right. Yeah, we did uh, Pasolacqua, going to Pasolacqua. And uh, paper lanterns paper were lanterns. in the set. Yeah, you yeah. have to play going to Pascalaska. I can I can never pronounce Pascalaska. Pascalaska. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Is that a real place? I think so. I would imagine, and I would guess they were going there. I uh, maybe for a show or something. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. So, yeah. what is your what is your favorite uh, song off Dookie? My favorite song on Dookie. Um. Oh man. I really like track two, having a blast. I love that. I love that song. The the bridge. Yeah. The way, the the bridge. way it breaks up and then comes together. 
it's yep. just it just gets real massive. I, I and it's just the it's just I love that one. Yeah. I, I also yeah, I really like that one. I love um uh Chump how it goes into Longview, like that uh, the transition they did. Yes. I thought that was really cool. Um yeah, I I can use Green Day as like that actually you and I were just having this conversation the other day, but they put out MTV put out a uh, special called Jaded in Chicago from the Dookie era from yeah. that tour. And um, I absolutely used that video as a way to learn how to play guitar. I would pause yep. the, I would pause the video when it would do a close up on his guitar and I would like study where his fingers were and I couldn't figure out why it wouldn't sound the same. But then I realized that then I learned about tuning and how they are half a step yep. down. He's a half step down. I did the same thing. I studied the way he stood and just, yeah. just his <laughs> attitude, what he said. And then I'd go to yeah. band practice that night and I would say all those things. And I'm like, okay, let's play Coming Clean. Your parents won't yeah. understand, you know, like just everything. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Fan. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Memories. Memories. Yeah. So, no, I- uh, so inner inner city surfers is another band that you were you were in they're not a band yeah. anymore is that no correct? we yeah i and i started as a drummer so i was the drummer of that band for we have a lot in common we have a lot oh, in common. did you start I, that way too i started in tomahawk love as the drummer of the band oh nice yeah and then yeah. i got i got promoted to lead guitar Promoted, demoted, it depends how you look at it, yeah. Well, but, well um, I say promoted because, like, you, you, you have to carry less stuff to the gig. And, <laughs> and, and no one helps the drummer. Yeah, that's very cute. The drummer is, like, the goalie of the, the group. A hundred percent. And no, yeah. yeah, you just do your own thing. So you started as a drummer as Inner City Surfers, and you were in that that's band right. for 15 years or so? Yeah, it was around that. And, uh, yeah, we started in 99, and... Uh, and we played all over. We put out a bunch of albums and they're still some of my best friends in the world. It wasn't like we had a big blowout and broke up or anything like that. Like we still like I'll still see them and we'll record a song just for fun and put it out or like, um, yeah, we just did like a one that you actually helped me get a video for it last summer or whenever that was. And uh, I did. <laughs> yeah. I remember we I did. The, uh, you helped me with that lyric video. A connection of yours. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. So who's who's in the band? Who's in that band? So the Inner City Surfers are all friends of mine from back home in Sault Ste. Marie. Like, okay. um, yeah. So we were a Sioux band, but we lived in Toronto for for all those years. Um, but it's Dustin Jones, and then it was Brad LaSalle and Dave Bahan and myself. And they're all uh, two of them are back home in the Sioux, and then Brad is in Atacokan now by like Thunder Bay area. And and for those of uh, for those of you people who are listening who don't know where the Sioux is, that's uh, what a fourteen hour drive drive north <laughs> of Toronto. Is that right? Uh, seven hours. It's only seven hours. I've you know what I I've I've been through there obviously touring and whatnot, mm-hmm. but like I, I was back then I didn't drive, so I, I wasn't really paying attention. Okay. I was in in that asleep. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder Bay, I think, would be around 14 hours from okay. here driving. But, uh, yeah, it's like seven, seven and a half hours, depending if you stop and pee or not. But, uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a brutal drive, especially yeah. in the winter. And we've done it a billion times. But, uh, yeah, yeah, dangerous. But they, they've opened the, the 400 up, right? So it's a little bit easier, I'd say. Yeah, and the majority of it is now a double lane. 
Oh, perfect. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a lot better. It's just when you get closer to the Sioux, it all gets down to single lane. And in the winter, it can be pretty treacherous. Yeah. And winter in the Sioux is, is 11 months of the year, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do you think, so let me ask you something. If sure. this, um, if, if this pandemic and everything wasn't happening, would this podcast have ever happened for you? Or is this a way of like, this is uh, kind of something that you've always wanted to do. And this seemed like a good opportunity to do it now. Uh, it's kind of both. Well, I've always had the idea in the back of my head that I, I would like to just talk into a microphone for people and, and do a, a podcast. You've got a good speaking voice. It seems like it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always wanted to do it. It just, I never really had time to do it. And I, I didn't really know exactly what to do. And then because of the, the pandemic and what's going on, I, I had more time. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine who lives in California, his name is Bob. He has a uh, he has a podcast as well called I Want to Party with Bob. And I don't I don't know how or why he asked me, but he said, hey, do you want to do a 10 minute thing on my podcast once a month and just talk about whatever you're into in the moment? And I said I thought about it for like literally like five seconds. I was like, yes, I'll do it. Yeah. And then I've done that now a couple times and I've started interviewing people for his podcast and I just have the bug. And now it's just like, why not just do my own podcast? So that's what I'm yeah. doing now. That's a perfect time to do it. And um, speaking of things that have happened just because of the pandemic, I mean, you touched on it earlier and that's how you and I have kind of become close friends. But this whole Mike and his youth thing never would have happened if it wasn't for this. And uh, that's how you and I really know each other now that's how we yeah definitely connected more so and uh i wanted to i have a lot of questions about mikey and his uke i'm not gonna lie so yeah uh 117 videos in under a year that's how many you've you've released is that so right that's that's what it that i checked i checked the uh the website i checked the youtube page it's 117 and that doesn't include the little mini clips uh that you've been posting on and off since you stopped doing the 100 in a row. Okay, I see. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, Mikey and his uke started with Mikey and just his uke doing a song a day, making a video for it, releasing it the next day, doing it again. Is that correct? You want to get into more detail yeah. about that? Yeah, that's, no, that's exactly it. So uh, it was March of 2020 and the... Uh, the first lockdown hit and just like everyone, I was like confused and scared and not sure what was happening. And so I just decided to grab my ukulele and um, I played infected by bad religion, which seemed like a smart choice at the time. And I just did like a, it was a maybe like a 40 second clip of me just kind of playing that in my room. And it was at two in the morning. My roommate at the time was sleeping. So I was trying to be quiet, but I just posted it and I knew that people would get it when they woke up in the morning. And so I went to sleep and when I woke up, people seemed to kind of get a kick out of it and got a neat response or whatever. So I thought, Oh, I'll just do another one tonight. And same thing. I'll post it at night. So it's there when they wake up and every day it kind of just kept getting bigger and bigger and people seemed to look forward to them. So I just did one every day. And the next thing I knew I was into like the twenties and thirties. And so that's when I kind of decided well, maybe I'll see if I can go a hundred days straight. Um, and yeah, the first 20 were just completely me by myself. 
Um, it was around 22 or 23 that our friend Dean jumped on and, and he kind of suggested, oh, let's see if we can collaborate. Like before you post the video, send it to me and I'll try and add some drums on it. And that was really the beginning of the whole thing. Um, he started adding stuff and then just over the years, being a musician for so long, I've made a lot of friends that are also musicians. So it was really no problem trying to find people that wanted to, to jump on. And because of the pandemic, everyone was available. So, um, yeah, I just started asking around and, and slowly more and more people got on board and it, it just uh, kind of kept growing and growing. And yeah, we made it a hundred days straight and now they've turned into these, like, now we have a, it's not just me and it's not just me and Dean. We've got this team of people and we're making these pretty epic videos and I'm really glad the hundred in a row is over. That was getting pretty crazy, but the ones we're doing now are, uh, they're a lot of fun. At what point were you like, this is this is going to be something. This is pretty cool. People are paying attention. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Like, was there like a certain, was there a moment where you where it just clicked and you're like, this is really cool. I want to do this. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, at first, it was mostly just something to do to stay kind of busy playing music. But number, <laughs> I just remember because it's number 55. And it was the one where... I reached out to um, uh, Harry Waters Jr., who played Marvin Barry in the Back to the Future movies. Um, I had become friends with someone that knew him. He was kind of like his handler in L.A. And so I reached out to my friend. I said, do you think Harry would do it? And he said, yeah, just like send him a message. And I did. And, and he wrote back right away. And I kind of had to like, he, he gave me his phone number. And, and for those who don't know, I am a massive massive back to the future that's, fan that's another thing we have in common because i remember you went you went to mm -hmm. california to the mall on october yeah. 23rd at, at 1 30 in the morning to meet with yeah. everybody and i remember when you posted that online and i remember messaging you saying dude that was amazing 
I need to go next year with you in 2020. And you said, if you want to come with me next year in 2020, we, I will let you know when I start booking the tickets. And I was like, yeah. yes, 100% down. Yeah. And then COVID happened. And then COVID so, happened. But that's but yeah, that, was, that one as well. Yeah. I mean, when this is all passed, we should definitely still do it. But um, uh, that was that was when I realized, like, wow, this is definitely bigger than what I ever kind of thought it would be. I, I really thought it would just be me in my bedroom every night posting some silly video, but it turned into what it is now. But that was, that was a big one for me. And I, I remember I had to call him and um, I was just kind of on the phone with him, trying to walk him through how to like, how to record a video with his phone and how to send it to me. And I just had to keep reminding myself, okay, you're talking to <laughs> Marvin Barry on the phone <laughs> and uh, yeah, try to try to stay cool. But uh, that movie is completely responsible for music for me really like it was that johnny b good scene that was just so <laughs> it was oh yeah absolutely johnny b good scene and um wild stallions from bill and ted's excellent adventure oh yes oh yeah yeah those were the those were the two that really made me want to play music for sure i would say between those two movies and then just much music yeah oh yeah for yeah, me as well course. yeah okay you so still, i still remember what channel much music was channel 19 for me growing up. But it was always 29 for me. Always. 29? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember having the VHS tape ready to, you know, in case my favorite song came on, and I could record it. And I would sit there for hours waiting for, you know, the new Metallica oh. song or the new mm-hmm. uh, Def Leppard song. Had, <laughs> do you remember they had the uh, Much Music Spotlight? Absolutely. Yeah, and you could like look in the TV guide to see which band was going to be featured. So if it said like Metallica on Tuesday at six o'clock, you knew okay, set oh, the beat. Oh, I was tuning uh, in. Yeah, I was yeah, tuning in. Yeah, sure, a hundred percent. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what? Uh, why do you pick the songs that, you, that get covered, or how do you pick the songs that get covered? Yeah. Um, well, the first epic one that we kind of did, the first one that you came on board, and we kind of. It was the new chapter in Mike and his youth, the new formula that we're still kind of using today. Um, that was Unity by Operation Ivy. And that one, that was during uh, that week that, um, I mean, it was right when the whole, uh, the Black Lives Matter had just happened. Like the, yeah, all the chaos. June. Is that when it was? Or late May, June, yeah. Okay, well, that was very fresh at that time and uh unity just seemed like a very appropriate choice and obviously i've always been a huge operation ivy fan um and so yeah i uh darren who does a lot of these with us darren pfeiffer from goldfinger fame he um he had reached out to krista makes of less than jake and angelo from fishbone and they both jumped at it they they both uh said that they'd be into singing it i had known that chris covered that song before so i knew that he was a fan so i had mentioned that to darren and uh he had he had his contact still from years of touring together and stuff like that so um yeah they jumped on board and that was the first one that that uh that really started this off but that was a no-brainer to pick that song just because of what was going on um and then for the hundreds video which was the next one that we kind of did a big one uh because it was the hundreds video i wanted it to be really special so we chose Bro Him by Pennywise, which is obviously those big epic choruses. And uh, 
I mean, we just invited anyone that wanted to sing at that point, basically. And like my mom was on it. And, uh, yeah, you and there were so were many on. people. There were so many people yeah. on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had tons of people on that one. That, that was the one that kind of brought Mikey and his you kind of to the spotlight, I guess, or to the, to, just made us a little bit more noticed, I guess. I think, I think, yes, I think I'd have to agree with that. As soon as that one came online and everyone kind of shared it and saw what, what we could do and what we could mm-hmm. accomplish, people were on mm-hmm. board and they were loving, they, they loved it. They still love it. They, they, it's great. Um, yeah. So other uh, musicians that have come on board since then, uh, some notable musicians, bands, you have Sloan, Billy Talent, Pennywise, Punk Rock, Karaoke, Coldfinger, Rise Against, Moby, Bad Cop, War on Women, The uh, the Descendants, uh, Mask, Intruder, Face to Face, Strung Out. I'm probably missing a bunch. Some 41, The Dwarves, Anti-Flag, Guar, The Flatliners, uh, Melancholin has done a couple. Uh, the Offspring have done a bunch. Uh, members from all these bands. I'm probably yeah. missing a bunch, but um, how do you how do you choose a musician for the song? Um, a lot of the time I will do, I mean, people just think I, I just reach out to them and they're all my friends and I I wish that was the case, but I do a lot of research before I'll, I'll, um, like, uh, what would be a good example? Well, just what I was just saying about unity. I knew that Chris already played that song. Um, I will go to YouTube. I'll find out what songs these bands have covered to like, find out like, okay, I know that they're a fan of this band. So I will reach out to them, maybe suggesting a song that I love that I know that they love too. Cause there's definitely way more chance that they're going to want to play on it. If they're a fan of that song as well. I think, um, a big, I think a big example would be another big example would be uh Bonzo goes to Bitburg. We, we both knew that Chris Cresswell from the Flatliners played that song acoustically. That's right. And I knew that Nicola from Millen was a fan of it as well. And, and uh, and that, yeah, that, and that, song, one, that song just is, uh, I want to say, that's the most viewed uh, video you have, 190K views. It's well, just, I, that one's just exploded, that song.
That was uh, Bonzo goes to Bitburg. First off, let's just say I don't know when this is getting aired, but I just looked and it's just hit over a hundred and ninety thousand views on that one right now. Congratulations! Congratulations to you as well. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And that one, um, that one is very popular because I noticed in the comments a lot of the comments are from Brazil and Argentina. Um, where the Ramones are basically the Beatles out there. They are gods. I didn't and, know that. Um, yeah. And I know that that's where a lot of the comments are coming from. So I'm really grateful and happy about that. Um, but, I mean, a huge part of this one is just the lineup we had. And we have Nicola from Mill and Collins singing it with Chris Cresswell from the Flatliners. We have Noodles from the Offspring playing guitar. We have Jesse and Justin from the Interrupters on uh, bass and drums. We have Karina from the Dancehall Crashers and currently plays in No Effects. She played the Glockenspiel and did backup vocals. And then we had our good friend Amy Gaba also doing backup vocals on that one. Uh, and then myself on guitar. And everyone did just an awesome job. And that has always been one of my favorite Ramon songs. So It's a great song. Oh, it's uh, so good. And that's a, it's a goosebump song, especially when, if you've seen the video and the bridge comes in, when it goes to that key change and then you went black and white, I still get goosebumps when I watch it. It's, it's such a good moment and such a great song. It, it's, it comes up on my Spotify quite a lot. And I got to say, uh, I remember getting the drums and bass from yeah. uh, the twins yeah. probably four or five months before we even had a, a, a like a lineup completely solid That's right. and i remember just i remember i had i had the recordings and the video of them on my computer just sitting for months and months thinking oh my god like this is going to be so amazing but i can't we can't even share it with anyone yet That's right and yeah. it's, it's some of those songs have been that way there's been yeah. songs where we we would we would uh, start a song and then it would just for for whatever reason you know people different people have different jobs and they have different things they have to do before they can you know sit down and record a song or it just takes yeah. time to get these done so there's there's definitely songs that could take a week to do or a couple of months to do for yeah. sure yeah yeah I mean we've got one right now that we've had uh, um, in the works for a very long time, but I think it's going to have, I, I feel like it's going to be as epic as Bonzo. Um, yeah, it'll be worth the wait. Worth that's the wait. It. And it, yeah, sometimes that's the whole thing with these, with the, um, with the Mikey and his uke thing that I did for a hundred days straight, it was really just a matter of, okay, I, I have to get something out. So I was doing them at work. I would bring my ukulele to work and on my break, I'd sit in the stairwell and record a quick song and throw it up that night just to have something. But now, it started out, we were trying to put something out every Wednesday, but if something's not ready, we're just not going to rush it out. We definitely, we're trying for uh, quality, quality over quality. quality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Do you I have think that's the way to go. Crazy question, but I know they're all like babies to you, but do you have a favorite? It, it truly is Bonzo, I think, right now. And yeah. that's, I mean, it, it, that's my favorite baby. I, I'm not scared to admit it. It's just, it, it, I just really don't think it could have turned out any better. Like, I love every one of them for different reasons, but there's always little things that you can critique about stuff. Bonzo, I, I can't find one thing that I don't like. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's 
it's just so good. It's funny that you say that to me because I edited the video, so I can think of one thing that we had to hide in the video. <laughs> yeah. But no yeah, one okay, has there's... caught it. No one has caught yeah. it, and no one has said a thing about it, so we're just going to leave it at that. It's an that's Easter egg point. for anyone who finds it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. that's a good point. I know what you're talking about. But, but, and uh, I, I agree with you. That's my favorite as well. Yeah, it turned thanks, out great. Thanks for asking, Mikey. Thanks. Sorry, sorry. I just knew it was your favorite, so I didn't <laughs> need to ask.
December 4th, 2020 was a big day yeah. for you as well. And I'm yeah. going to pronounce this wrong. So you're going to have to uh, help me out here. Is it Eek Namo? It's actually Eek. Eek Namo. Eek Namo is the new Fairmounts album. And yeah. uh, f- I've listened to this, obviously, multiple times. And uh, there's definitely uh, a Lithuanian vibe going on. I, I had to Google yeah. what that meant. And it means go home in Lithuania. Is, is there a meaning behind that? Uh, mostly just that uh, it kind of went really good with the theme of the album cover. Okay. Um, sorry, I don't know if my phone was making beep noises here. Let me just turn the shit off. Um, good. That, yeah, like, so the whole cover of the album is, uh, it's two young teens sitting in a subway, just waiting for the train, listening to tunes on, uh, on their earbuds. And, on, a CD, uh, on a CD player. On an old school CD player. Yeah, the, the album before was a young boy playing uh, that. Yeah. drums on pots and pans with a Walkman. So this one was a CD player. What do you think the next one should be? Like an iPod? It should be uh, a mini disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably an iPod. Yeah. An old, uh, one of those old, like, white, thick brick the, iPods. The classic white yeah. original iPod. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Like a, sh- a shuffle. <laughs> So uh, do you know these people? Obviously, this was taken in Toronto because it says blue in the background. Yeah, you know that's, a, that's another little Easter egg. So the, the boy on the first album, on Kiddo, that is our guitar player Simon's son. Okay, Simon Head. Simon Head, yeah. And the two young teens on the next one, on this new album, are both of Simon's kids. That is his son, just much older, and oh, his wow. daughter. Wow, that yeah. is very cool. Yeah, so that's uh, a little hidden gem for people. But um, yeah, when you wait that long to put out the next album, they tend to grow up. So <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been uh, six years. Looks like that's February right. twenty fourteen. So he's yeah. the cool he's the cool punk rock dad though that does that for his kids. So that's pretty cool. He is. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, that was really good. And uh, the kids seem to to like that they're on the album. So actually, we we did. On the first record, we had Everett, that's his name. He signed a bunch of them, too, like kind of like a special edition that went out uh, through Clearview Records, and that was really cool. And this album is also through Clearview? It is, yeah. yeah. This one's through Clearview as well.
so uh, inspiration for that song. Good is dumb, Good. evil will always triumph. Yeah. Now, do you know, or are you just asking a question? You must I, know. I, I obviously know that it is a Spaceballs reference. Yeah. Uh, One of the greatest movies of all time. Yes, I, I do agree with you. I can, I can play the movie, and I can say every word to the movie. It is fantastic. I am still waiting for part two, The Search for More Money. <laughs> me too, man. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so yeah, that it, was uh, on the first record on Kiddo. We had one movie-related song, a song called "Devlin McGregor," which was all about the Harrison Ford 1993 film "The Fugitive," which uh, I was a big fan of. So I thought for this one, let's do another song movie-related, and uh, yeah, I just went with Spaceballs. I, I've always loved that movie, and it seemed like a silly thing to write about. So. That was the reason behind that. But it works. It works really well. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I love that song, actually. It's very great. Awesome. Song. I think it might be my favorite on the album. Uh, Ooh, you also one. have track one. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a banger. It really is a banger. Uh, or is it just the only one you've listened to because it's track one? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> I, I have to say, OK, so I, I have a, a sore spot. I have a sore spot for uh, songs that are written in six eight and uh, uh that was a question i had for you uh i know allergic to love i believe is in six eight okay yeah and uh the song monkey is also in six eight so a uh, question for you did you know that when you're writing a song do you know it's in six eight or in four four or is it just you're just writing riffs and you and you play the song you write the song with the band and and that's that uh it's funny that you so no is the answer. I don't know that it's in that. And I probably should. Cause like I said, I was a drummer for all those years, but when I write a song like allergic to love or monkey in that tempo, in that like style, um, yeah. it's basically, I just describe it as like a fifties kind of vibe. Like, yeah, that. like a doo-wop type thing. It, exactly. Yeah. And, um, when I explain that to our drummer, Andrew, he obviously gets it right away and can do a hell of a lot better job at, uh, Added yeah. than I would. So yeah, yeah, he 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 always knows what I'm looking for, which is awesome. Which is perfect because like the you know most of the song they are they're bangers and they're they're fast tunes and then you you get to the six eight song and it's a little bit harder to play like a fast song in six eight. It's more of a swingy song. You get more of a little bit of a vibe to it, and that's what I get from that song. And I love that song for that reason. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's exactly what we're going for. Is that kind of just that swinging kind of punky vibe for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, Never gonna be me is I guess is it the single? Is that would that be considered the single uh, on the album? That's the one that we wanted to get a video out for, um, which didn't even end up happening. But it still will, I think. And uh, it's gonna you will be getting you will be getting a call for that for sure. Yes, we we uh, we're gonna, we have some ideas. We, we're we not do. Gonna, and we're I, not I love gonna, the ideas. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, yes, we do have an idea for the video, and it's going to be a fantastic video for sure. And that's uh, uh, let's play that song now. Let's play Never yeah, Gonna Be Me. Play it.
Hey, hey, speaking of cool new songs, let's talk about the new No Big Deal song you just released. The the new song is called A Million Things. Uh, it's yeah. actually it's actually in 6-8. So there you go. There's a oh. little there's a little tidbit. Uh, uh, I wrote that and one. You, and you wrote that one I with that, that in mind. The 6-8 uh, I did. I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, a freak, a nerd, if you will. I'm very much into the... Uh, uh, just everything to do with music. I, I took piano when I was about four years old. So the whole theory side, that's how I think about music is just theory. And I break everything down and I, and I do this a lot. I break it down. I break it down a song to the point where I'm just so sick of it. There's a lot of songs that I love as a musician as just a, a music lover that I will refuse to learn on guitar. Yeah. Because the minute I start breaking it down and learning it, I, I can't stand it anymore. I don't know why. It's just uh, I'm a freak like that, I guess. I'm a weirdo. I'm, I definitely yeah. am a weirdo. But, yes, that song is called A Million Things, and uh, we are very excited to release that. Before we get going, is there anything you wanted to plug, any uh, socials, anything like that? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the thing that you and I work on together with our friend Dean and our friend uh, Steve Risen and Darren Pfeiffer is this whole Mikey and his Uke project. So if you're not following us on, uh, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, please do that. And on Instagram, Mikey and his Uke. On Facebook, Mikey and his Uke. And uh, we definitely have some amazing ones in the works that you know about already. Um, so I'm really excited to get those out. That's for sure. Yes, for sure. And uh, there's a new Patreon. Uh, and of as, course, the Patreon. Yeah. And you yeah. have uh, lots of merch as well. Uh, well, you have. Do you still have masks available? I do, and the store is actually getting set up very soon. So by the time this airs, the store should be out, and uh, the store should be up. Sorry, and we'll have Mike and his Uke masks, Mike and his Uke uh, slip mats, and stickers. And where yeah, can they sure. where can they find the uh, Fairmonts album? Uh, Bandcamp is where Bandcamp and Clearview Records. Dot for com. everything Fairmont. Yeah, so Bandcamp slash Fairmounts and ClearviewRecords.com. Um, yeah, for for the Fairmounts record for sure. So be sure to to check all of those uh, links out. Uh, thank you. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much for doing this, Mikey. Thank you very I, much for having me. I was happy, honored to be number one. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. I'm I appreciate sure, you, Michael. I'm sure we'll talk soon as you do message me at least once an hour to update me on what is happening with Mikey and his youth. Yeah, and I like to phone call. I like, I like to go old school and just do a call, and I know that upsets people, but I don't care. It's ah. just easier than texting. It, it is easier than texting. I agree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, man. We'll talk later.
Wow. So good. So very good. That was Mikey and his uke playing Jealous Again. It's a Black Flag cover from the 80s there. And uh, that was Milo on vocals from The Descendants. We got Bill on guitar. He usually plays drums in The Descendants. We got Zach from Rise Against. We got Joe from Rise Against. We got Darren Pfeiffer on drums for that one. He plays in Goldfinger and he plays in uh, punk rock karaoke as well as Mikey Hodden, who we just spoke to. Thank you so much to uh, Mikey for doing that i had a a lot of fun shooting the shit with you talking music as always and if you enjoyed this podcast please please whatever streaming platform you're listening to it on give it a like give it a follow if you can give us a positive review on itunes that would help immensely and if you uh, are looking to contact crusty media you can go to crustymedia.ca we have an, an email as well miserable failure at crustymedia.ca you can find us on all the social medias crusty media and i am michael x crusty you can also find me on instagram facebook all that good stuff thank you so much for listening i had a blast can't wait to talk to the next person about music have a great day see you next time